What if it was possible to have local fresh groceries delivered right to your door? Think of all the free time you'd have. Well, Instacart gives unlimited grocery delivery for one low monthly fee. Forgot that special ingredient in your favorite dish? Instacart can deliver it to your front door in as fast as one hour. You can shop multiple stores, see deals in your area, and save time and money. I've been using Instacart for over three years. I started using them in Arizona, and I'm using them here in Florida. I love the time-saving convenience. They pick the freshest products, and they keep my eggs safe, too. To receive your first delivery free, follow the link in the show notes so that Instacart knows that we sent you and to help support the show. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. Welcome to Empowered Within, a soul-quenching, transformational podcast that will set your soul on fire through candid and inspiring conversations Leading experts, celebrities, healers, and I share our journeys of how we've overcome challenges to living an empowered life from within. I'm your host, Jennifer Pilates. Welcome to another episode of Empowered Within. Hi there, and welcome to the show. I am honored to have with us today's guest, Edit Be Kiss. She's a holistic mentor, success habit coach, number one best-selling author, humanitarian award winner, and international speaker. She helps clients to get healed from running mind, insomnia, to gain focus and fill the void in their hearts by raising their frequencies and getting them aligned with their true selves so that they can stand the storms, live their lives joyfully, and reinvent themselves to the next level. Welcome to the show, Edit. Thank you, Jennifer, for having me. Oh, I'm, I'm so, so I'm so excited to have you here and to dive into your story. You have such an incredible eclectic background, starting out in engineering and pivoting into the holistic mindset wellness industry. Will you share what happened to bring that transformation in your life? So when I was in my early 20s, I was very passionate about the oil industry. I wanted to work in the oil industry because I knew I can travel with that. I had also an analytical mind, so I loved engineering work and all of these combinations. So basically, I started that career, but I experienced panic attacks. And because of my panic attacks, I was looking for some natural remedies. So I got into Reiki first, and I started to learn about Reiki. I did the Reiki 1, Reiki 2 label first. And then with my Reiki master, I got into also family constellation therapies, extra sense retreats. So it was my sanctuary, my hobby, besides being an engineer. And I really enjoyed to go into the other side and then connecting with spirit and start healing myself and then by myself also the family the soul family so it was an amazing journey and I coming from a background a communist background when we had no religion so it was like an open my my spirit was and my mind was really open to receive all kinds of spiritual knowledge because I wasn't restricted and I was really curious about all kinds of spiritual and religious knowledge so basically I was still doing engineering but I was still learning other spiritual things modalities. And then eventually I 
felt that I don't want to do the nine to five anymore. I had children and then I wanted to spend more time with them. So I felt overwhelmed. And then I felt that I have an unhealthy body. I was overweight as well. I was anxious, stressed. So it's, I felt like I need to take care of myself and my children more. So I quit nine to five and then I get into contracting work basically. And by that, I had even more time to dive into spirituality. So I was actually introduced to karma yoga healing, which was about transcendental meditation, source memory, healing traumas and karma and ancestral healing. And that was like a huge uh, aha moment for me. Oh my God, what else we can do out there and then what uh, other healings I can experience, which is really profound. And that's when I also get this vision that I want to be a healer and I want to have others to heal because it really helped me to heal many aspects of my life, even more than before the Reiki and everything. So that's what the main change that was what brought me the main change, basically, the karma yoga healing. That is so incredible and such an incredible pivot. And I love that you share that here you have this incredible mindset wanting to be an engineer. You were in your nine to five and you leaned in and trusted your intuition. That's so important and followed your faith and leaning in that. I know that you talk about your specialties being to help people heal from trauma, depression and ancestral lineage. Tell me more about the ancestral work that you do, because most people understand, yes, the people that help with trauma and depression, but they don't always understand what do you mean when you help people heal from their ancestral lines and their lineage? So there are more into that. It's not just it's not just their sins. Like we first we actually inherit their sins. So it's like the karma of our ancestors. Many times we suffer from their karma. And that can be also healed and stopped and actually arrange it in the spirit world that we don't take that karma anymore. And then the other thing could happen that basically their spirits can be still linger around if they got stuck in this realm and bothering us energetically, keeping us stuck. And there is a method to actually liberate those spirits as well and send them away from our uh, surroundings so we can actually move forward faster and then get healed from certain things which is bothering us like addiction. Many times addiction is caused by this actually. And the other thing about the ancestral healing is the certain patterns, they behaviors, what they carry because of their situation in the past. Like for example, the grandmother had to become the main bread earner because the grandfather died maybe. So then she took on that kind of pattern behavior and then that over masculine and that can be inherited in the family and can cause relationship dynamics issues and all kinds of things. And this pattern can also be stopped and healed like through family constellation therapies or through also certain karma healing meditations. So Fascinating. So when you're working with a client and you see some of that going on and you say, oh, I understand why this is happening in your life. If we address your ancestral lineage, what give it, can you give an example of how you help someone? Is that hypnosis? Is that movement? Is that breath work? How do you help someone dive um, into that and feel comfortable? Yeah, so basically there is a meditation what we start doing first. It's similar to hypnotherapy because of the way that we transcend into the subconscious mind and we basically are in that brainwave. So we slow down the mind for connecting with the unconscious. And then the unconscious has also a part which is the family unconscious. So we can step into the unconscious mind of the family field and then connect there with certain members of the family and actually 
start this process, this healing process. That is amazing. And so when you're doing that process and you are healing that person, does that heal everyone back through the generation? Or is it just solely working on disconnecting the person that you're working with so that they can just feel whole and be able to move forward? So it's here is actually the couple who we're working with on like in, in the family field, like the ancestors. So we're healing the ancestors and under, basically, who is under that lineage. That is amazing. I feel that that is something that's really coming to light for so many people right now. I hear lots of people, and maybe you do too, saying the buck stops here. The family trauma is stopping with me. No yeah. more. And I hear so many clients even saying that, but I don't think that people know what to do next. Yeah. <laughs> what would what you take? What does it take? So basically, is whenever uh, there's a person in the family who decides to start doing karmic healing and ancestral healing and uh, spiritual healing on themselves, even the traumas, is all going to affect the ancestors. The, even a trauma healing of that person is going to affect the ancestors. And by the ancestors, the whole soul families, parents as well, siblings, even your partner, because you have DNA connection with your partner and the partner's family. So basically, when someone takes on the responsibility to start healing themselves, they do so much good for the whole family. That's incredible. It sounds amazing. Do you feel that it really is up to the person or do you feel that it's like that divine, it's already divine, that it's going to be that person? Who stops? Um, yeah, I believe it's somehow divine because that person already have to have that motivation or that, how can I say, that sense of feeling and that sense of feeling that want to connect to the other side, want to be more spiritual. Like when one of these person in the family start actually this work, usually the family, the other members are really looking at her like someone does. So it's very, how can I say, it's like in a nice way. <laughs> so very disturbing, annoying, the behavior. Of the black person. sheep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We actually start doing the process and then they are all surprised and then just not taking it too nicely, you know, that why she's doing this, why should and then and then so that's why probably that person is chosen one, chosen one, and then obviously it still needs to take steps, it still need to take action because sometimes when they start the healing process, they get into the awakening journey, and in their awakening process, they can go really deep in dark as well, in darkness dark nights of the soul mm -hmm. and might they got stuck there if they don't get the right guidance might they linger in their negative emotions they linger through this pain and then if they don't get the right mentor or the right coach or the healer then they can stay there too long and they might get into depression and other PTSD and all kinds of situations. So it's as soon as they start to experiencing the awakening, they should reach out to some spiritual masters or someone who can actually help them to get out of it faster and more efficiently. So I know for our listeners, some people are going, oh my gosh, did she just say I have to feel dark and depressed to go through and do this? And I would love for you to speak to that because in our lives every day, we have duality. We're living in light and dark, dark and light. And it's like what you're saying, you can dive in as deep as you want to go, but it's so important to have someone holding your hand and guiding you and having that mentorship. What do you say to that person who's all of a sudden a little fearful of what you just said, that having to go maybe to places you didn't think you needed to go? 
So that's the thing that many people who choose to go to speaking therapy, they speak out all the venting, they talk about all of this pain and all of these things and they're bringing it into their consciousness, but it's not really properly released from their system. Mm-hmm. So it's even sometimes causing worse than good. So my in my process, actually, they go into the unconscious mind and it helps them to bring the memories, the traumatic situations, what they need to release. And then it's got actually properly released from the core from the root and then it won't cause more triggers anymore because the triggers are the sign that there is something to be released. Some people say, oh, I had an amazing childhood. I don't remember any trauma. It doesn't mean you haven't had an experience which was traumatic for your system and causing no triggers. Mm-hmm. Might it was an innocent memory, but your you experience negative emotions in that innocent memory, which actually causing now triggers and depression and all kinds of other issues, diseases. Do you feel that nine times out of 10, when someone is experiencing dis-ease in the body, whether that is physical pain, depression, anxiety, cancer, whatever it may be, do you feel that nine times out of 10, we can attribute that back through our ancestral lineage, through things that are coming, some of that karma that's coming forth? So you mean, you're asking if it's inherited? That's mm-hmm. what you are asking? Yes. Yes. I'm not saying nine nine out of 10. No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. It's much less. It's much less. It's much less. Okay. Yeah. I would say a couple of, pro- couple of percentage. So it's basically most of the diseases what we experience is because of our traumas. It's because of our own negative emotions and triggers. So when we actually first experiencing triggers, negative emotions, and we go and we clean it out, we won't have experienced the same triggers anymore in the same issue. That means that you're not going to pile up those triggers and negative emotions and eventually become a disease. So that's already amazing. And uh, for example, let's g- I'll give you an example. For So let's say what emotion is blocking the heart chakra. Let's say it's loneliness. Someone is living alone, feeling lonely, start to get triggered, feel because of being lonely, feel sad, angry, disappointed, whatever. And those issues is going into the heart chakra, those emotions. So the negative emotions affecting the heart chakra, because it's about loneliness, start to close the energy in the heart chakra, blocking those energies. So eventually when it's experienced often, because trigger is coming because it wasn't healed, the core trauma, then the trigger is happening again. When, for example, girlfriend is leaving the guy or auntie is dying or dog is dying, all kinds of situations happening. So it's always trigger. Eventually it's causing issues in the chest. It could be heart, lung, breast, upper upper back or shoulders is all connected to the heart chakra. So if someone is experiencing right now illnesses in that area, they're most likely being affected with negative emotions uh, such as guilt, shame, grief, loneliness, sorrow, and abandonment by parents. These are the emotions or situations which causing heart chakra and this area issue. And if you think about COVID, it's actually that's what happened. So most of the uh, physical illnesses was this area, right? Mm-hmm. The lungs and the chest and the heart. And then what was it? The loneliness and grief and sorrow that was all initiated it and all amplified it even more. That is fascinating to think of it. What an incredible example to give all of those. And then when you put it in line with COVID and everyone <laughs> being separate and lonely and scared, so it would have of course, how could it not have amplified how 
detrimental people were feeling at that time. That's fascinating. Oh, it gives me such pause. Oh, I feel like there's more to that. Wow. Along your journey, Edit, who have been your biggest inspirations? Wow. I, I follow so many people. I learned from so many masters. I, I really, I love going through life through experiences. So I, I definitely had my Reiki master, a big impact on me. She's a lady. She's in Hungary. That's where I was spending those years when actually I started my healings. And then my karma yoga guru, karma guru, who, Suman Kaul, who's actually passed away in 2022, but he had a huge impact on me and other masters who wrote amazing books. And then I studied different techniques and modalities about spirituality, about energy protection or healings. Yeah. yeah. So it's long list. Yes. I love, I love that because our guests always want to know where should they start? And that's a really good question because everybody starts differently. And so particularly yeah. around what we're talking about, Where would you suggest someone start if they're like, oh my gosh, this sounds exactly like the path I need? What is Mm -hmm. your suggestion to them? So I wrote a book, so I can recommend my book. It's actually, it's called On the Healer's Journey. So this is how it looks like. And it's available on any online platforms on the healer's journey. And basically it's a coaching book for seekers. So I, it's a certain chapter is not a big book. It's, it's short time to read it through, but it's very intense. So it's not like long stories in it. It's more intense about coaching you, like how to experience, how to go through the awakening experience and how to take serious. If you want to get into the healer's journey, if you want to experience that you are healing, you are going through this process, this awakening process. And I give you their examples for how to do grounding, what kind of food is helping you to open your third eye, and then about some past life things and then manifestations. So it's, it covers a lot of things, this book, and it's more like about encouraging to go through the journey with pride and take yourself seriously and basically also take, your, take care of yourself, like about self-care, boundaries, all of these things are in this book. That is so important. I love this. And it sounds, what a great one-stop shop to start with. Yes. (laughs) So that you can be there holding someone's hand along the way as they begin this journey, because it's a wild journey, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. I always have mentors or someone who's actually I'm following or looking up to or seeing as a next level. Absolutely. I think that goes along with probably even your coaching program, right? You don't want to be the smartest person in the room. And you certainly, you always want to have those healers and mentors that are in the room that can pull you along, that are helping you forward so that you can help someone else along the way. Absolutely. They always say that it's good to be in a community when there is 30% who's above you, 30% who's on your level and 30% who's under you. And that's how actually you learn from the top ones. And then you feel comfortable with the middle and then you teach the others who's under you. Absolutely. I love that. I follow that same exact theory all the time. I love that we're connected in that way. Oh my gosh. So amazing. Well, edit, we're getting to this time in the show where I ask this one question. What is one thing perhaps that no one knows about you? Wow. (laughs) That I'm introvert. (laughs) Because lately I'm speaking a lot. (laughs) So I think the people who knows me like 
as an adult or like lately in my these years, basically since I'm a healer, they might think that I am extrovert or they might think I'm always talking, I'm a storyteller. But actually as a child, I was very introvert and very shy. And uh, there is a funny story actually about my smiling. So when I was a child, I never smiled only if I heard a joke or there was something to smile about. But it wasn't like a subconscious, which I just do smiling. And then eventually I I dropped out from accounting college, which I didn't like. And then my mom sent me to a hostess school to, to learn how to help on events with people like guests. And then in this hostess school, I had to go to help with guests. And then they told us that, okay, now it's going to be a two weeks event. Every night you need to smile as soon as someone is, appears in front of your face. Like a guest comes, you need to smile. So two weeks every evening, I had to smile hours and hours. And since then, I can't stop smiling. So it's amazing. So this is how we create good habits. So you can be the most introvert and like saddest face person, but you can make it smiley if you practice. And then this is how you implement habits basically by practicing. Absolutely. That shift of a mindset. What a great share. Thank you for that. Will you also share with our listeners, where can they best connect with you and pick up your book? So my website is editbkiss.com. That's where I I have lots of information about me, my social media links, also my YouTube channel, which is Magical Karma Priestess. I actually have videos every day, so I upload every day there. My book is available nearly everywhere. Like you just Google it, like on the healer's journey. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and every platform. Wonderful. As we're getting ready to close out the show today, what one piece of advice, piece of inspiration would you like to leave with us today? I love this sentence when someone said that if you don't have 20 minutes to meditate daily, then you have to meditate. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? If you don't have time, then it's exactly what you should be doing. I love that. Oh my gosh. Edit, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have you here today. And the fact that you came on, shared your incredible insights and your energies. I thank you so much for being here and being a part of our community. Thank you, Jennifer. You are so, oh, thank you. You are so welcome. Thank you all for being here, for listening to our episode. And as we say, until next time, may you live an empowered life from within. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Empowered Within with Jennifer Pilates. Your feedback is important. It helps me to connect with you and gives me insight into who you are and what you're enjoying about the show. For today's show notes and discount codes from today's sponsors, head over to jenniferpilates.com. Until next time, may you live an empowered life from within. <laughs>